Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hello, hello, hello out there, all over, beaming all over the world here from AM 1160, the center of the universe at Chicago, Illinois. And if you haven't done so yet, you can download the AM 1160 app so you can have that anywhere you go. So I don't want excuses. Even if you're out with the kids, you're shopping, you can listen to it. And if you can't do that, then you can always go out to faithmarketplace.com and the podcast. Hit the podcast button out there and you can listen to any of the podcasts that we've had. And now going into our 10th year. I can't believe it. So here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have I got a great one today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small, mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. Here at Samurai, we say we're here to put the win back in your sales. And boy, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you a little story about this. Is uh, The gentleman that uh, I'm going to introduce you to, uh, we met quite interestingly uh, back, uh, back in July. I was on vacation, and we were stopping in Louisville, Kentucky, and happened to go into this uh, really nice cafe and sitting at the cafe bar, and um, this gentleman was sitting next to me. We struck up a conversation, and lo and behold, he was a Christian brother. Uh, he's doing some fabulous work down in Memphis, Tennessee. I can't wait for you to meet him. Uh, so I would like to make uh, introduce you to Marcus Houston. No, it's not Houston. It's Heston, Market Heston. He's with Workforce Development Coordinator in Tipton County, Tennessee, and the Tipton County Schools. Welcome, Marcus. Hello. Good evening, Bob. Thank you for having me on um, as a guest today. Yes, absolutely. And I got to tell you something, Marcus, and I told you then, you're a very unique guest here because you're blending a couple different things. You're t- taking uh, you know, education and schooling, marrying that up with the marketplace, and also bringing in your, uh, your own flavor of uh, being a follower of Christ, right? Yes, yes. Very fortunate <laughs> to have this platform and opportunity, Bob. Yeah. So let's talk about, you had, you shared with me a, a quote, uh, and I love this quote, but why don't you share that with the audience, and why is that important to you? Why why did you pick that quote? Okay, the quote that I share with you is, the world is changed by your example and not by your opinion. Mm. And we as believers know that faith without works is dead. And unfortunately, uh, we live in a time, I mean, there's a lot of um, opportunity now um, with technology, but with that, um, everyone has an opinion and everyone has a platform for that opinion. And, you know, I, I keep that quote dear because, you know, a lot of folks these days feel like your opinions is what makes change. And, you know, I stress with myself and um, the folks that I'm fortunate to lead is that um, it's not what our opinion is. 
is the world is changed by our examples, oh, how we man. live our life, our integrity, our character, our resiliency, and our mindset are, um, um, are, are, are the elements that um, can help lead that change. Boy, uh, <clears throat> I tell you, when I saw that, I had, the, I had an ear-to-ear grin on my face because one of the things we talk about here in the Faith Marketplace is to lead where you're at by example. Walk it mm. out, right? People are all right. eyes on leaders, and are they walking out what they're talking and as you yes. know, we've uh, not seen that for several decades. A lot of bad examples of people talking a great game and walking in a different direction. And yes. so I'm so inspired when I saw your quote. I, I love it. <laughs> Who do we attribute that quote to? Is that your quote? <laughs> Man, it was one of those things. Um, I'm spirit-led, and it, it was on one of my 1, p, 1 a.m. Um, uh, um, social media binges, and I ran across it, and I was like, "Hey, I need to save this. This is this uh, is it, right?" Oh my goodness, I love it! I love it. <laughs> hey, well, let's tell the audience what what are some of the takeaways you want the audience to get out of our interview today? Um, some of the takeaways, um, some key points are that um, you know, particularly with the work that I am tasked to do right now, is that um, with workforce and economic development. Um, that is a new civil rights right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a shift um, across America, and it was a shift that was already taking place well before COVID. Right. But uh, when once we had the pandemic and COVID hit, it kind of exasperated that. And basically, um, the United States, um, about 100 years ago, 150 years ago, we had an economy that was based upon um, agriculture. And then in the early 1900s, that shifted more to an industry manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And now here in the year of 2022, we have an economy that is based upon uh, technology. Yep. Technology is here to stay. Um, it was just ushered in a little bit quicker um, with the pandemic. Um, some of the stats that I've seen that during the pandemic, we had on average since January 2022, um, 4.8 million folks left the workforce each month and never returned. Mm. So with that and saying that, I look at my role in workforce development and economic development. Ec- economic development now is the new civil rights. Wow. So it's very important uh, for my community and the folks that I serve is to make sure they're intentional and making sure they're um, providing the pathways and supports to prepare um, the new generation as well as uh, my current um, colleagues, preparing them with the skills needed to be relevant in 2022 and beyond. Oh, amen, amen. Well, what I always like to do this first segment is let the audience know who, you know, Marcus Heston is. So real briefly, why don't you give us a story? Did you come out a bouncing baby Christian boy? <laughs> well, actually, um, I, 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 I did. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I did. I mean, um, I thank God for my family, both my maternal and paternal um, ancestors, um, lineage. Um, faith is at the core of everything that we do. And um, as I tell with my own son, you know, that's 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 the anchor um, that our family is built on. So within saying that, I'm Marcus Easton. I am currently the um, Tipton County Schools in Tennessee Workforce and Development Coordinator and community um, partner liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been very blessed in the last year to basically have the um, the, the highest um, automotive investment globally to land in our backyard. That is with Ford. Um, they'll be making all of their um, electric vehicles, electric um, trucks here in our backyard starting um, full scale in 2025. Right. So okay. with that, that's going to create a whole new um, 
opportunity uh, yeah. pathway and opportunities for our community um, for now and moving in here. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that a lot deeper here in a little bit. But I really want let's, you, you skipped over that little bit of that testimony, brother. I mean, oh, oh, you know, oh, let, oh, let's make sure that people know uh, your roots and where you came through school and all that stuff. Yes. So kind of share real quickly. You only got about three minutes left here. All right. Well, I'm going to zip through this as quickly as possible. One yeah. of the cool parts of stories that I have about my faith is that my parents had me early in life. My mother mm. was um, 17. Okay. Um, she was pregnant with me. And it's ironic, the school um, that um, she did not get a chance to participate in her graduation from mm. back in 1977 will later be the school that I will come back and be the first um, African-American principal since integration. Oh, wow. To lead. And then also we were experiencing trying times back uh, when I started that admin role there. And mm-hmm. we led it to some very historical um, accomplishments during that time. So the story behind that is that, hey, look, she was faced with a decision. Mm-hmm. A lot of her peers had told her to abort me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm still here. She chose she and my father both decided to um, accept their responsibilities mm-hmm. and uh, they raised their family. So, wow, what um, a testimony on that. So, what a and that's that's the core of my sister, my brother, my lineage. Our core is hard work and faith. Mm. Uh, my parents, when you talk about that example, they led that by everything they did every day. Wow. By the age of 24, my parents had three children, but they were also homeowners. Um, despite the fact they had children early on, they worked, they continued to go through schooling, um, advanced degrees, and I'm very proud to call them my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of the siblings that um, were blessed to come out of our home, 750 Best Street um, here <laughs> in uh, County, Tennessee. I love that, man. Well, real quickly, how did how did this path lead you into education and what you're doing now? I mean, you, you went to school. What happened after school, and, and, and how did you get where you're at now? Real quick. Okay, well, I'm pushing through real quick. Um, I didn't intend on going into education. So a little okay. bit more about the complexity of my life is that my grandmother my um, paternal grandmother, um, she actually is a um, was a local institute here in education. She taught 54 years mm. um, and was involved in a lot of transitional uh, things in our community. So with that being said, I swore I would never go in education. And I have a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of family members that are in education. Then my mother is a minister on top of that. So I always oh. swore, look, I would not go in education and I would not go into the ministry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so and here so with that, um, long story short, went off to college, uh, majored in history and political science. But I wanted to be an attorney, did not make a high enough score on my LSAT, prayed about it, asked the Lord to give me purpose and passion and vision. He led me. I was only supposed to start teaching. I only was, was supposed to teach for one year while I went back and took my LSAT, and that was 23 years ago. Wow. So, <laughs> well, very folks. blessed and a heck of a journey since then. Yeah. That's how I wound up in education. As, Didn't want to be in it, but it was sort of my, it was my calling. Yeah, so. I love it. As old Paul Harvey, many of you might remember, then we're going to get to the rest of the story shortly here. And I just want to thank again, uh, Marcus, for you taking the time out to be able to do this today. I want to encourage our folks out there to get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. Uh, like I said, we've got lots of goodies up there. And also, we got that little donate button up there. That's how this ministry survives. So if you got a couple extra pennies before the big holidays are coming in here and you want to be able to support the ministry, please do that. I really would appreciate that. And when we come back here with Marcus, we're going to get a lot deeper into what he's doing in education with the schools, 
how he's coordinating businesses and education. Uh, I have to tell you, I was so impressed and so excited to have him on for the show. We're going to get right back here with Market Heston. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Marcus Heston. He is the Workforce Development Coordinator for Tipton County Schools in uh, down in Tennessee. And Marcus, I, what I really want to find out here is, what is this program about? You know, I mean, you've, you've, uh, you've done something down there that's really, I believe, is pretty unique. I haven't heard too much about yes. something like this, but why don't you share with the audience, uh, first of all, who's the ideal client for this type of program, and, and, and how, what led you into it? How'd you even get into doing something like this? Okay, so the ideal target audience um, that I'm focused on is um, particularly um, the new workforce. So okay. We're focusing on Generation X, which is still, I'm still considered to be part of Generation um, X, mm-hmm. that early 40s to late 40s, mm-hmm. early 50s group. Okay. And then also focusing on the millennials. Those are those 30-year-olds mm-hmm. to about 27, 26-year-olds. And then also um, focusing in on Gen Z, yeah. which is our um, future workforce, our current teenagers mm-hmm. and um, college students right now. So a lot of the work that I am focused on is um, shifting, shifting a mindset and sh- um, shifting a region's um, workforce. Mm-hmm. Um, part it, in the district that I'm um, from, you know, this is my hometown, mm-hmm. my home district, but I have been blessed to work in different states and different uh, regions. Yeah. So I was able to sort of how I'll share with you um, some of my biblical heroes. I was sort of like Joshua a little bit. <laughs> got a chance to go spy a little bit before we came back to um, lead the people to the promised land. So got a chance <laughs> to live in North Texas for a little while to see. Yeah. Um, I was down there. Um, that's when they were building Jerry's World. It was okay. Jerry's World wasn't there in Arlington at the time. So I got a chance to um, be down there and see, you know, what those investments um, how they transformed a whole region, you know, pretty much between Fort Worth and Dallas at the time. Arlington mm-hmm. was basically a bunch of barns and maybe I think the old Texas Ranger Stadium. Mm-hmm. I went down there for New Year's for the Cotton Bowl and you wouldn't recognize the place. So wow. I had a chance to live that. And then in Middle Tennessee, I spent six years there mm-hmm. before I moved back here. So with that being said, you know, coming back to my hometown, this community, um, the economy and area was basically based upon uh, it was a, an agrarian economy. Okay. So with Ford Global City announcing that they will be building their largest, um, the largest automobile facility at the time in the history of planet Earth, mm. right in our backyard, and it is totally um, innovative. So mm. everything about this um, project, this development, is cutting edge technology that's normally, if you look at the United States, this type of investment is traditionally in your Silicon Valley area, your Austin, Texas areas, maybe your Atlanta, Georgia areas if you're in the South. Mm-hmm. This type of development is right here in West Tennessee. So with that, that shift, we've seen a shift go from, or seeing a shift, living in the shift, of going from an agrarian type economy, rural economy, to now um, a 21st century um, high-tech, um, STEM-based uh, workforce. So with wow. that, this is going to be a major shift. So yeah. it's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, once again, I feel like the Lord has called 
uh, me particularly for the role that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I think this uh, is what I've been ordained for. So, so uh, with this program now, you were you're at the beginning or at the at the kind of the the inception of this program, right? Yes, sir. We okay. just started. So they just announced the investment last October. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford and Blue Oval City and SK Battery. It's um electric battery plant associated with it. They don't right. plan on full operations until 2025. So okay. we got a little bit about well, two and a half years right. to um, get this done. So a lot of the work that I do, I work with, I went over the generations that I work with. Right. So work with school-aged kids, preparing them, mm-hmm. but also going in and communicating and sort of leading the grassroots campaign, for lack of better words. So making sure that um, the millennials and Gen X can um, acquire the skills needed as well to meet yeah. this demand. That's fantastic. Now, are you f- seeing some, uh, because of this opportunity, are you uh, uh, attracting more people into the community? Is the community oh, growing? Yes. So yeah. the projections are with this investment for our region that this is going to bring 30,000 jobs, wow. jobs wow. to our region by 2025. Wow. So if you take that, that's 30,000 jobs. So those jobs, Let's say, for instance, if I'm a family in Ohio, for example, mm-hmm. and I work for a Ford plant up there, mm-hmm. um, if I have to transition or relocate to this facility, I may have two children. Mm-hmm. I may have a wife. Mm-hmm. So when we look at that 30,000, that can easily be multiplied by three and four. Sure. So um, it's, wow. a, it's a great opportunity for our community. I mean, we are so great to have great local leadership, state mm-hmm. leadership as well, to be able to get secure this type of investment for our area but you know the team that i work with here not only at the school board because i'm sort of like in a hybrid i work right. for the school board and the school board but a lot of my work is partnerships with our municipal and county leaders with our mm-hmm. state leaders and even a few federal leaders mm-hmm. and uh, just different entities are higher ed i mean basically to, to meet the demand of this moment, to meet the demand of this project is going to require a cohesion and a partnership between all of the entities I'm um, here in our community. So very to meet the demand, and we will meet it, but very excited about that. Um, we've gotten a ton of work done in the first few months of this project, and um, it's, it's just an awesome feeling to see this going on. Man, be um, a part of that. Not only in our region, but for in my home community. So, yeah, yes. well, just so let's make the the, the uh, listeners familiar with where's home at because of what you talk you reference West Tennessee. What does that mean? Yes, where, where specifically. All right, so West Tennessee. When people think of Tennessee, oftentimes they think of Memphis and Nashville. Mm-hmm. So Nashville is our capital. It's in the middle of um, Tennessee right, right. right now. It, Nashville is exploding. It is like mm-hmm. the new Atlanta, right. new Austin. North Texas, New Charlotte, mm-hmm. um, it is bubbling at the seams right now right. with opportunity. I just moved back to West Tennessee from there last year. Okay. So here in West Tennessee, our uh, major city is Memphis. Okay. The district I am, we're located uh, 30 miles north of downtown Memphis. So in okay. our area, we are sort of like in between the area where Blue Oval will be. It'll be between Nashville between Memphis, ah, uh, so okay. like in that sweet spot. So it's more of a regional um, um, investment. Okay. Uh, I stated before the company itself is for it's going to be its own. It's a, literally a small city. It is built <laughs> I love it. Thousand acres of uh, four thousand acres. Wow. Of land and um, yes, yeah, a lot of things that are, and, and that didn't even include the projected ten um, factories that will be built in our region as well that will serve as supply. Holy so, I mean, it's just it's, it's going to blow the, the roof off wow. um, the economy here in West wow. Tennessee, in Tennessee in general. Right now, yeah. people don't understand. Oh, yeah. But we have, in Tennessee, we have um, Nissan in the mm-hmm. Nashville area. 
Right. We have um, GMC in Spring Hill right outside of Nashville. We have Volkswagen in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And then we have Ford's largest um, investment for electric vehicles here in Tennessee as well. Oh, that's fabulous. And, of course, the, uh, you know, Memphis has got that home of the little company called FedEx, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> so with that. that, I mean, not only with the jobs with that, but we've seen the uptick and um, aviation requirements. So some oh, of the work wow. that I'm doing as well, and I stress with our community, my job as workforce development coordinator is not only focused on providing a workforce for Ford and SK, but with this, you know, we're gonna need more pilots yeah. because of the shipping. We're gonna need more truckers. We're gonna need more constructions, oh, healthcare yeah. workers, teachers, you name it. So this is a golden opportunity and, you know, it's a challenge, uh, but to me, it's a fun, It's a Oh, this, this is great and you were you're right you were built for this puppy man this is fantastic hey well how, what would you say as far as uh, uh you know this is quite unique is there any other effort like this or other th- this kind of thing going on anywhere else in the country that you're aware of um not in the the south i mean a lot of the, the so in my prep work from this i've been all over from texas just got back from New England last week. Mm-hmm. Um, met you in Louisville, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, in certain developed um, regions of our country, this type of work is going on. But okay. for our area, this is a totally new horizon, which for me makes it so exciting. Oh, yeah. Because we get a chance to build it the right way. Not right. to say other places hadn't, right. but our thing is we get to build it. But one of the things our team we stress on is that hey, look, we're building this, but in particular our area, Tipton County, we want to build it the Tipton County way. Right. And we want to bring this opportunity, but we want to remain who we are as a community, yep. with our uh, beliefs, mm-hmm. with our culture, with our values. So that part right there is just like, oh, just very grateful and humble for the opportunity to be a part of this. Now, your mother being a minister, and you said you vowed never doing that, uh, would you consider what you're doing now ministry? <laughs> oh, it absolutely is. So, I mean, literally all my life, I, um, another thing about when I was born, I was born with a patch of blonde and gray hair. Like the front of my hair right here was gray and blonde when I was born. Okay. My grandmothers both said that... Um, you know, that was a sign. They said it was wisdom and that the God had a calling over my life. So I can just remember throughout my life always hearing that. And, of course, being a kid, it's like, ah, no, 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 no. But um, as I've gotten older and matured, you know, throughout life, I couldn't run from it. And I, even now when I minister to uh, people, you know, I mean, about being a principal. So before I shifted in this role, I've been in education 23 years. Right. 20 of those years I was in administration. Yeah. So, you know, I've been very blessed to be a part of that. But with that being said, um, I tell, you know, students, folks that I've been fortunate to minister to and mentors that, hey, man, you have a calling on your life. Trust me, you can't run from it. I tried and tried and tried for years when I was younger. And um, you have to give it over. But there's so much power when you do give it over, Bob. I mean, the thing is, when you give it over, it is like an unlimited um, supply of power. I feel like Popeye with all the spinach in the world sometimes. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. <laughs> well, folks, you're going to have to stay tuned here because, again, there's a whole lot more to this story. But in the meantime, I'd like to say I'm proud to announce that uh, Inbound Studios as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission of helping small and mid-sized businesses be more effective and efficient and then getting results from their marketing technology. 
With a vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. Please go out and visit ours because it's a perfect example of it. As a result, the company has evolved in the premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to go out and check them out. InboundStudio.studio. Again, that's InboundStudio.studio. Well, stay tuned. I'm going to be back here again with my guest, Marcus Heston, uh, the uh, Workforce Development Coordinator down there in Tipton. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, welcome back out there. As you've heard, we've been interviewing Marcus Heston, Workforce Development uh, Coordinator in Tipton County, and that's in uh, temp- uh, between Nashville and Memphis, Tennessee. Tell us about fabulous things going on down there and what he's in doing. But, you know, Marcus, I, I got a question for you, because this is the first time you've done something like that. I mean, you've been involved in community and education and all that, and this is kind of a, a, you know, a great bringing together of all your talents. But what has surprised you about this, about this effort? Hmm. What has surprised me? Um, well, I have this quick story to tell a couple sure. weeks ago. So, um Look, as far I feel like I'm running for a, a political office or something. I mean, we try to, you know, in this work, you know, I try to be um, intentional mm-hmm. in how I communicate uh, what's coming. So, utilizing social media for y'all younger gener- for our younger generation, also um, going old school with a ground game. You know, I have a lot of town halls and communities and going to community um, events, um, barbershops, churches, you name it. Okay. Whatever we have to do to uh, get the me- the message out. So, sure. it's saying that a couple weeks ago. Um, I was doing some um, speaking engagements at our local high schools, and um, on it was one of the Thursdays I went. And I was sharing about what this new workforce is going to look like, the type of skills. They had different videos about the automation, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, the first group of kids that first day, oh man, they were so excited, like, oh my god, you know. And then just sharing with them, hey, look, you know, to do these type of jobs, that myth that you have to go to college or university for four years, that that is a myth that now we're more focused on skills based. And right. You can utilize your different um, community colleges and different um, resources in the community to make sure that you are have the skills that needed for this for this new type of work. So with that being said, hey, I'm like, oh man. There, it's hook, line, and sinker. The kids and the folks, my my target audience, they're loving it. Yeah. The next day, though, it was total opposite. Really? Uh, it was a lot of fear. You know, I never forget. And I, I wrote it down after I finished my sessions that day. Had a couple of young ladies, and they almost had tears in their eyes, and they were mad at me. They was like, "So, Mr. Easton, you mean to tell me, you know, all this is coming?" And I was sharing with them projections and different models, mm-hmm. and they said that. Um, so what you're saying is that Roblox and automation is going to be replacing a um, lot of jobs that you know our parents currently do and that what we were intending on doing. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, with all this development, et cetera, what about like people that live in our communities as they come in and they build new homes and they build things? What about the people that live here? And, you know, they were scared that basically some of them may be homeless. Mm. Some of them were scared that they may not be able to meet the demand of what the new workforce looks like. So they really touched my heart. And the spirit told me then, um, you know, I said, young lady, you know, sometimes in this work right now, I feel like Noah. 
Mm, Noah was yeah. telling the folks, hey, look, let's yep. build the ark, let's prepare. Yep. Um, a changing event is coming. The storm is coming. Mm-hmm. So we got to get prepared. We got to build an ark. We got to get shelter. We have to do what we have to do in preparation of this. So I share with the young people and people in general that I work with, I say, guys, look, we got two and a half years. Uh, we've been blessed to have a preview, a projection of what's coming. So my job is, I'm telling you guys, it's going to rain. Mm-hmm. So the advantage we have, we have two and a half years to prepare for this new wave that is coming to our area. And I said, a lot of times right now, when we try something new, some people like myself, I'm an early adopter. I'm like, oh, cool, let's go. Yeah. But on the other end of that, you do have, you know, some fear. You have some concern. You have some anxieties that's associated with that. And I told the, the group that kids that I was talking to that day, I said, consider me. It's like, hey, we're in a dark cave in a dark room. Mm-hmm. It's pitch dark. I said, consider me right now. I'm coming to you guys with a candle, a mm-hmm. very small candle. I'm saying, hey, just a little bit of light sharing with you a little bit. And I said, if we're in a dark room and I bring in that candle, hopefully, I mean, you can't, you won't be totally illuminated, but you'll be able to at least have some sign of vision, some sign of hope. And I said, just understand that each time that I come to you and I have these speaking engagements, I'm bringing more and more candles. Mm. And while we're bringing you candles and different leaders here, uh, different institutions as we're preparing for this, we're preparing a big spotlight in the background that we plan once it's ready, we're going to crank this baby up and it will be fully illuminated. So right now, hey, we know it's some darkness going on, but just trust that myself and others, I said, if I'm doing my job correctly, each time that I come in and bring another camera, I mean, another candle, some of your anxiety and fear will be eased when you can see. I love and I said, it. hopefully, once we bring it all together and we have this place fully illuminated, then you'll be able to see all the opportunities to understand what this means. I, I said, so it. that really touched me because I was like, hey, look, I'm looking at opportunity. I'm excited about it. Yeah. But we have to make sure on my end that I'm sensitive to and I'm understanding to the folks that have that fear and anxiety yep. to make sure that I'm intentional or the work that I'm involved in that we're intentional and clarifying and providing hope and understanding yep. and what these changes will look oh, like. My because goodness. sometimes, you know, you know, that's that's fear. You know, when yep. we talk about faith and talk about different things I shared with you earlier. Yep. You know, with me operating in fully faith, that's a boldness that come along with it yep. with me. Because I know that hey, look, who I trust, he's gonna provide it through. But a lot of people that I lead, um, they may not have that type of relationship with Christ as of now. They may not have that uh, core value that I have, but when you go back to my original quote, you know, if I'm walking yep. what yep. I say yep. and I'm leading by example, yep. my prayer is that folks that I influence and I look at, they can see how much my faith plays in giving me confidence and boldness and support. And hopefully that can rub off on them and sway them as well and lead to the change we're looking for. I love it, Marcus. <laughs> Preach it, brother. <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> hey, listen, what do you give God glory for? You had something you shared with me that actually <laughs> spelled out faith. So what, what, what does that represent? What does that mean? Oh, well, faith, you know, I'm an educator, so we utilize acronyms a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I saw that, you had asked me... Um, let me look. You had asked me about. Um, we get praised. Hey, yeah, yeah. what did I put on there? Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Bam, mm-hmm. there it is. So I'm just saying, like, with me, um, I give God glory for my business. I thank him every day, mm-hmm. countless times throughout the day for his favor, his protection, his patience that he's taught me, mm-hmm. and the vision. 
But yep. when we look at the acronym of faith, you know, that L stands for favor for me. That A is the anointing. Mm. The I is the instructions I receive from the Holy Spirit hourly and daily. The T is that transformation that he's played in my life and throughout my career. And throughout those transformations, it has increased my trust in him and understanding of the timing of the moments that he's called me or just folks around me to do things. Mm. And then the H, the healing, because, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, people just want to live an abundant life or treat God like the genie. And we just want to be blessed, blessed, blessed. But uh, what my journey has taught me and what I firmly believe is that God often has to break us to prepare us for the wholeness of the blessing. Mm -hmm. So that's where that healing comes in. I love it. Yeah, that's great. So um, obviously you've told some stories about how you've incorporated your faith and in, in the work that you do. Uh, you know, just like would you, uh, you you got any other example, another story real quick, how you've done that? You incorporate your faith in what you do? Oh, Lord. Um, like I said, literally uh, my entire life, um, I think I share, you know, another influential um, person in the Bible that I look at is Joseph. Hmm. Um, you know, in Joseph's case, we all know the story that, you know, he had a calling mm -hmm. uh, upon his life. And his brothers and folks around him were jealous. And, you know, they were initially going to sell him, um, take him off to kill him. But, we you know, sold yep. him off into slavery. And basically, um, in their mind, they were going to break the prophecy, break the calling that Joseph had on his life. Yep. But as we know, all of those moments when they sold him over to, um, to slavery and the time he spent in prison and he later, uh, his gift of revealing it, um, it being a dream interpreter, you know, that eventually that led to him with a high position with Pharaoh, blah, 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 blah. Right. So what I take from that is, is that, and I've had a lot, I mean, literally, I can't explain it in 12 minutes, some of the challenges yeah. from divorces to some of the um, things that I've been involved to be the first in. It hadn't always been easy. Yep. But what I know and what gives me the boldness and the swagger that's associated with this. And just like God showed us in the perfect example of Joseph, if you listen and you are obedient to him, no man or no weapon can stop the calling of the purpose mm. that he call, has on your life. Yep. And that's where, you know, my faith every day, I can live in boldness to know that, hey, look, as long as I'm connected with him, as long as I seek that intimacy with him, and as long as I access that Holy Spirit daily, um, I have no doubt what he's called because he's done it my whole life and will continue to do. Um, he has plans for me in my life, and I just want to be obedient. And I end my prayer every night that I go to bed. Lord, you know, help me to um, utilize this platform, utilize the gifts that you bless me with hmm. to not bless myself, but to bless others. You better believe and Lord, help me to do this work. Help me to do it with the fidelity and the conviction. But most of all, help me to do it according to your will, not what I think. Not what um, the media thinks, yep. not what others around me think, but according to your will. That's, that's, Bob, yeah, that's at, so at my point in my life right now, that's why I don't fear. I literally yep. don't fear anything right. because I know and I trust in when I do things according to his will. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit takes care of everything I else. I love it. Hey, what words of wisdom, knowing what you know now, would you have given to your younger self? And now you really, I mean, you got a platform for that. So what are those words of wisdom? Um, I would tell my younger self, man, it's okay. The scars <laughs> are going to define you. Right. 
No, it's, it's okay. Because yeah. a lot of times, as I said, I mean, looking back on it, I mean, I've always had a calling on my life, man, but I ran from it. Mm-hmm. God, I ran from it. Whew. And raising a teenage son now, you know, he has gifts mm-hmm. and callers on him. And I have to have those same conversations with him that I had to have with myself. But, yeah. man, it's going to be okay. Every scar, every challenge, every time that, you know, I, I was gut punched on several things. Those mm-hmm. scars, those moments are what will define you. Okay. Now, I know that there's many of these things. What's cool, interesting about Marcus? Pick one. <laughs> man, uh, let's see. I'm just a nerd at heart. Man. I'm a nerd, man. I love yeah. sci-fi movies. Yeah. Um, Avengers, comic books. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, man. Horror movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I believe in yin and yang. I mean, I work very, very, very hard. Okay. But on the other end of it, I believe in and the age of the experience has taught me okay. to make sure I have that balance and completeness of my All life. All right. Too. Folks, stay with two with us. We're coming back with Marcus, and we're going to roundtable a mystery subject. So you got to stay tuned. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. We're back here with my guest, Marcus Heston, uh, down there in western Tennessee. He could define that for us. It's halfway, but where he's at is halfway between Nashville and Memphis. Got a big, exciting thing that's going on with him. But you know something through this thing? We're going to chew on a mystery subject that both of us are, it's near and dear to us because as Christians, as people out there in the world and everything like that, uh, there's a lot of fear and anxiety out there. So we're going to yes. talk we're going to tackle the subject of fear and also resiliency. So Marcus, why don't you lead us off with that? What you know, we talked about a bit of that with a, a great story you talk about the young ladies that had some fear and all that. And so yeah. uh, out of that, what does resiliency mean for you and especially this project you're going through? Well, resiliency with me is a mindset and it's a um it's a way of life. Um, when you look at it uh, from a father's standpoint, I have one child. You know, uh, my prayers, Lord, bless my son with high character, bless him with integrity, bless him with wisdom, yada, yada, and yada, yada. But the thing is, those qualities, those virtues cannot be microwaved. You have to sit in that oven. That's why they call it the potter's house, being yep. in the potter's hands. Yep. Because in order for the Lord to mold us into our purpose and our calling, we have to be in those times that's going to teach us resiliency. Hmm. Um, I believe those of us that believers that are truly able to access the abundance um, and how it's defined. I, personally, I don't define abundance by um, money. I mean, I've been blessed to have a great career. But to me, my purpose in life is not money. It's blessing others and growing the kingdom. So with that being said, that resiliency can only be, you have to sit in the potter. You have to be molded. You have to be in the heat. You know, it's one of my favorite songs by Kirk Franklin. He has a verse that says, everybody um, goes through the fire, but not everyone comes out gold. And that's the thing. You, um, that's what makes um, gold and even diamonds so valuable is that they have to go through extreme transformations right. to get to where they have to be. So to me, you know, as a believer, and as I live through life, that resiliency and all those things, that's that refinement. Mm-hmm. That's that cleansing yep. that has to occur before we can truly walk in purpose. Well, the other power. thing, too, is God didn't promise us that it was going to be a bed of roses because we're a person of faith. No, you know, it's going to have no, trials, no. And, trials and tribulations. And I think being obedient, being in the <laughs> word and listening to those whispers 
uh, from yes. the Lord and and, and uh, surrendering. That's a big one for me, surrendering that to him because Surrender. like you said, yeah, all huge. power is huge. through him, Bob. Absolutely. It's all through. It's all through. But those are the things, man. Um, but you, in order to build that intimacy with him, in my opinion, you've got to go through. And I feel like sometimes the teachings we have in modern Christianity is that sometimes we treat Jesus and God like he's a genie. Yeah. And I totally, I, I just disagree with that because yeah. the true walk of a believer is one of being a servant, yep. one of humility, yep. one of long suffering, mm -hmm. one of purpose, one of um, the journey. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like, you know, for myself, my family, our region, our country, you know, that's where through all these things right here, we, we cannot microwave it. It's not yep. going to be one of those things we push the button is out. But it's also written in scripture. Mm -hmm. It's been proven over thousands or hundreds of years or different generations of millennials. Right. The, the 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 blueprint has been presented to us. So the magic for me is is that now that I'm at a point in my life I understand that is make sure I walk that every day. Yep. And my actions and how I live. And then as we look at particularly for my region, this unprecedented economic opportunity for prosperity and abundance to make sure that we're doing it the right way. You know, and it reminds me of a thing that was happened at the Global Leadership Summit. This goes back a number of years ago, and it was really profound for me. I was living the economy of scarcity until that day when I learned about the, con the economy of abundance. And that's yes. really what you got coming going on here. Now, I know that you're a man of acronyms, and I'm sure you probably heard this before, <laughs> but you know what fear stands for, right, when you spell it out? Oh, gosh. I remember hearing it, but if you can remind me. Bob, I will. Please. I will, because you can use it again. Fear stands for false evidence that appears real. Yes. False evidence that appears real. Because it's like that ghost in the closet or something, that noise underneath the bed, you know, and you look down there and it's just a bunch of dust bunnies. You know, yes. so that's really uh, fear is something that we conjure up in our mind. And what I loved about what you said about resiliency is fighting through that fear sometime, because, you know, in our society today, I was just in a, in a meeting where there was a uh, clinical psychologist in there talking about the rise of anxiety, uh, uh, desperation uh, and um, um, I'm trying to think of the other one that starts uh, depression. Depression is at an all time high. All-time yes, high is. with young people. And obviously the, the pandemic elevated some of that. But, you know, why is that? Why is that? Uh, the other thing, too, I was given a blessing of, you know, I hear a lot of, well, Bob, you just don't say, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And I was given another big gift, you know, what busy really stands for, uh, B-U-S-Y. And that is um, beneath or, uh, you know, under Satan's yoke. Oh, wow. Being under Satan's yoke. Now, the opposite of that is, for us, right, is being under savior, salvation's yoke, okay, yes. or our Savior's yoke. So, there, you know, that was really, it really hit me, because I thought, yeah, you're right, I hear this busy thing, I'm busy. You know, what is that really about? And what is that busyness about? So, I think one of the things today, again, is I think oftentimes we're busy because we're in fear, we're, uh, you know, the, the favorite thing right now that I just learned about, I don't know, you know, again, I'm a little older than you, called FOMO, <laughs> right? Fear of missing out, you know? Yes. And, and I think that's uh, what, particularly what I'm seeing uh, with a lot of the younger people that, you know, because you see what's going on in social media, everybody's in authority now and all this stuff. And I'm just going, wow. Uh, I think there's a lot of fear out there. 
And, and oh, yes. one of the things I just was so excited to hear you do, particularly when you told the story about those two young ladies, is really an example right there of get, flipping the coin. Let's look through it as a different lens here and what we're providing and what this is going to do for you and your family. And you're not going to automate, we're not going to put you guys out in the street. You know, it's going to do nothing but create huge opportunity in our region and, yes. and specifically for you, your relatives, and the next generation beyond you. So, um, I just a tip of the hat, buddy. I am so inspired by by what you're doing and what you're doing on down there, and particularly in your own home area. Uh, that is exciting, and you got to really, you know, you got to be excited about that because you're bringing back after the time away from, you know, you kind of like Joe's, like you said, you went out, <laughs> you, you 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 toured a few places around the country, and and have uh, been able to serve in those areas. But coming back home and being able to do it this way, where God's accumulating all your talents and your gifts and putting them to work in your own community. That is exciting and, and preordained, you know, you got God's blessing yeah. on that. So listen, we got about a minute here. Let's wrap it up. You got any further thoughts on the idea of fear or resiliency? Oh, uh, when we talk about fear and the thing is like seeing it as an all time high and then also raising a child, mm. a teenager that has right. you know, been birthed and has lived through this pandemic. You know, one of the things that I have to share with him all the time and then the different folks that I've been best blessed to be able to influence is that when you look at the scriptures, um, the scripture doesn't say, put your faith in government, put your faith in man to supply all your needs. The scripture says, if you trust in me, mm. if you give it to me, then I will provide your every need. Yep. I will provide not government, not your mom and daddy, mm-hmm. not man, right. but I. Yep. So, um, you know, I feel like I teach with my own son and then the folks that I influence that, hey, look, you know, throughout you know, some of the challenges that we face in modern society now, let's simplify this thing and go back to um, the core of what it is. You yeah. know, at this time in our in, in my personal life and in this nation, when we turn to God and turn to his wisdom yep. and his Holy Spirit, that um, yep. that's that's what that's that's the true um, ability to overcome fear. I can't believe our time is up already. Oh, my goodness, guys. I hope that you guys have an opportunity to listen to this thing. And if you don't, just get out there and download it. Market Heston. Uh, we're going to be back here again next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock. And here at AM 1160, we're going to have another guest that will inspire, equip, and encourage you to lead where you're at by your walk. Okay? Let's walk it out, folks. Let's be the shining light on the hill for people. Uh, get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. Again, uh, there's a little donation button on there. We appreciate that. We'll be right back here next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.